reading is taken from the book of Genesis from the 37th chapter from the beginning up to verses 8. We are reading from the NRSV translation. Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien, the land of Canaan. They are descendants of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bila and Zilpah. His father's wives and Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him an ornamented robe. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Once Joseph had a dream, when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream that I dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to have dominion, dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us today. May the words we receive inspire us, comfort us, and challenge us. Amen. The book of Genesis, chapter 37, introduced the story of Joseph the Dreamer, sometimes referred to as the Joseph Cycle. It tells us the dramatic tale of Joseph, the favorite son of Jacob, from his betrayal at the hands of his brothers, through his descent into slavery, his rise to power in Egypt, and his ultimate reunion and reconciliation with his family. Diba? Grabe. <laughs> Grabe story yun. Pero for this um, sermon, um, it's just the, ano, the first, um, chap uh, first verse to eight. So um, when I was writing, I had a lot of mixed emotions and thoughts with my script for this passage. Because it's about the son who is the favorite, as he was the son of old age. Like Joseph, I had my shining moment when I was the favorite child. Did I actually mention that I was the youngest? <laughs> yes, I am the youngest sa aming magkakapatid. And pag youngest kid ka, syempre, everyone in the family will see you as this cute kid that needs to be protected. Well, if cute ka na bunso, <laughs> so, I remembered that when I was a kid, I was a smart, active kid. How about sa inyo? <laughs> so, pero given di ba, pag baklang bata, talagang napaka-high energy. Anyway, ganun ang na-remember ko about my childhood. Typical queer kid, very participative with games, Jack Stone, Chinese Garter, and any other Filipino traditional games. Additionally, I was actually doing well at school. Because of that, binilihan ako ng magandang laruan, sapatos. Naalala ko nanay ko noon, nagdidil siya ng MSE. Familiar kayo doon? <laughs> Oo. Kasi may mga brochure siya, mga kahit anong pang-retail na gamit, like Tupperware, Avon, Natasha. Tapos may men underwear section na tinitingnan ko. <laughs> anyway, 
may bag ako noon from MSE, na convertible siya to raincoat. And I became the center of attention sa klase namin. Kasi ang cool ng bag ko. Yun nga, similar to Joseph, the son of Jacob, he was the favorite and he was loved more than any other children because he was the son born of Jacob's old age. He was even given an ornamented long robe, specially made by his father. The Hebrew word for this ornate robe, ketanet pasim, is only used twice in the original text of the Bible. His father specially made the coat for Joseph. But why? He can actually make anything else for, for his son. It appears that the chapter hit, hints to us that this coat represented the feminine aspect of Joseph, which was rather prominent in his youth. We wouldn't know right away because the English translation obscured it by translating it as an ornamented robe in the NRSV translation, ornate robe in the NIV translation, and a coat of many colors in the ESV translation. But the Hebrew word used is ketanet pasim, which was mentioned also in the first Samuel 13 as a kind of dress for virgin daughters of the king. At the time, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> At the time, he might be doing less heavy labor than his other brothers. We heard in the reading that he was a helper to the sons of Bilha and Silpa, his father's wife. Tumutulong at katuwang siya nung dalwa pang asawa ng tatay niya, which means household work for girls and women, also representing femininity. His brothers did not uh, did much of the manual labor, labor while Joseph was in a princess dress, did very little, and enjoyed the favor of their parents. Pero sa isang batang paborito, may mga kapatid silang fault finders. Tama ba? Yes. <laughs> Usually, the, rea the reality is that hinahanapan ng mali ng other sibling ang paboritong anak. As Joseph was wearing this colorful, long, ornate robe, his brothers didn't tease him for wearing the coat. Instead, they were jealous and they hated him because in the eyes of their father, there is nothing wrong with his femininity. Also, Joseph had brought a bad report to his father about his brothers. Hindi naman sinabi na hindi totoo ang report, but still, the brothers hated him. Diba ang drama ng family nila? I think some of us here, queers, have the same kind of narrative as Joseph. Lumaki na gumagawa ng household chores, mahinhin sa bahay, malamya, pero kahit ganun, we are reliable sa parents natin. Kasi in this modern day, hindi naman tayo nagmamanual labor. So yung mga kuya natin at this modern time, they will also need to participate with household chores. Pero ang nangyayari in some of our family realities, hindi naaasahan ang mga kuya sa gawaing bahay. Usually pag bakla, Silang-sila ang naasaan sa gawaing bahay. Tama? <laughs> Tapos, bigay na bigay ka na sa gawaing bahay, pero ginagawa pa rin issue ang soji mo. <laughs> the audacity of these people. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the scripture reading that we have. So, yun na nga, may drama. Nagkainitan ng magkakapatid. 
Pero isang araw, may dream si Joseph. It is important to note that these dreams of Joseph did not come out of his own head. They were not projections of his own self-importance. They were from God. If you know the whole story, you know some of these dreams. For the scripture reading, we are only introduced to one of Joseph's dreams. In verses 6-7, There were binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. And the yawn. So Joseph decided to share it with his brothers. In verses eight, in verse eight, his brothers had the question: Are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to have dominion over us? It's like they are wondering how he can become a ruler if hindi naman siya naasahan sa mabibigat na gawain. His brothers are underestimating his capabilities, and they can't believe his dream can come true. Not only that they felt even more offended and hated him, all the more to the point that later in the story they wanted to kill him. But one of the brothers, Reuben, said, Huwag natin siyang tigehin. Ibenta na lang natin siya bilang alipin. Naalis na natin yung favorite princesa, kumita pa tayo. <laughs> This story is almost 3,000 years old, yet it is, a relevant, it is as relevant today as it was then. And it is relevant even for us in the trans community and the larger queer community. Kasi hanggang ngayon, may ganito pa rin mga family drama to the extent na sinasaktan, pinapalayas, at pinagkakakitaan ang mga trans and other queer children ng kanilang mga pamilya. Base sa mga pangyayari, I concluded three lessons from our scripture reading. One, Support your siblings with their aspirations and encourage them to develop their potential. Joseph was indeed destined to rule and be bowed upon. Sorry, spoilers sa mga taong hindi alam ang story ni Joseph. As the story progresses, Joseph, the dreamer, will rule Egypt. His actions put him in this position. However, it was difficult as he faced a lot of challenges getting into that position. Pwede naman siya na matulungan ng kanyang brothers and family. Pero Joseph was was incredible to his brothers as they had an issue with him being feminine and that contributed to the challenges he faced. This narrative is similar to how we as queers have gone through a lot of challenges to get to the point where we are now. Some people will say, Be grateful for your challenges because they made you stronger and got you where you are now. May isang reel ako nakita sa social media. Sabi daw, Whatever is trying to kill him should do its job already kasi ayaw niya nang maging stronger. Gusto niya nalang mamatay. It's funny, but some of us, um, reality yun. Pero, can we not romanticize suffering? Especially for us queers, na hindi naman pinili magdusa, kasi hindi naman natin pinili ang maging akla. This is what God has given us. It's a fact that some queer people who have suffered injustices, discrimination, and people who are marginalized are not here with us anymore. And for some of us here, I believe it's right to say na kung hindi tayo nagdusa, we could have achieved our wins in life sooner. So please support your 
young queer siblings, please help them with their aspirations and encourage them. Tanggalin natin yung mindset sa family na pagbakla, magpa-parlor lang, o magiging liability lang yan paglaki. Second, to be a humble brother or sister in our own families, chosen family, and community. We can observe that humility has been a recurring theme in our previous scripture readings. As per the previous readings, humility is often regarded as the cornerstone of genuine human connections. However, in the passage that we have today, it is more directed to our siblings as it plays a crucial role in fostering a harmonious and supportive relationship. At the heart of humility lies in a selfless acknowledgement of one's strengths and weaknesses and, and a genuine regard for the well-being of others. If we know our capabilities and limitations, we don't appear hateful to our siblings. Siblings embody humility, contribute immeasurably to the fabric of our community by creating safe spaces for everyone. Third, to love our brothers and sisters equally despite differences and embrace diversity. Sa pamilya, every member is unique with their own set of strengths, weaknesses, and quirks. Embracing equality ensures inclusivity in a community that nurtures every sibling, making them feel valued for who they are, and fostering an environment where individual differences are not only accepted but celebrated. Discrimination among siblings, whether based on gender, age, or other factors can result in resentment and rivalry. Choosing to love each sibling equally helps to dismantle division as everyone of us plays an integral role in our community. This way, hindi na tayo magiging competitors. We became allies and fans of each other. Hindi porket wala kayong common interest or they are from certain groups of race, color, and gender, hindi mo na sila bibigyan ng same treatment that you usually give to other people. We should be a catalyst for anti-discrimination. Kaya, kung may mga rally, sali tayo for SOGI Anti-Discrimination Day. My final words, I want to remind everyone to be responsible and take charge of each of our own narratives. Akla, mahirap maging bakla. When I was sharing my struggles growing up as a trans woman with a group of young queer students, I was asked, Ate, what's your happiest moment as a transgender person? Siyempre, nahirapan akong sagutin ang question, di ba? Kasi puro struggle na lang yung na-experience ko. Ang nasabi ko na lang, um, I guess I became an expert in crisis management. Pero, <laughs> <laughs> Pero na-realize ko when writing the sermon, okay lang pala na wala. Kasi it's my gender identity. Bakit? Ang mga hetero people ba? Are they supposed to have a happy moment to be celebrated sa pagiging cisgender nila? Hindi naman, ba? Our happiness should not be dependent on our gender identity. Our gender identity can only be a tool that can lead us to the narratives that we, we, we aspire. As we observe the Transgender Day of Remembrance, let us remember and honor the lives lost and commit ourselves to creating a world where every person, regardless of their gender identity, 
can live without fear, discrimination, or violence. I hope that the transgender community who are still with us today can live in a world where hindi na lang sila magsasabing the agenda is to survive. Let us foster equal love and support each other as siblings of God so that we can look forward to our new agenda, which is to love and support one another and to be like Jesus, a champion of justice.